Hello and welcome to A Cup of Clarity, the place where you'll find insight for intentional living. I'm your host, Jeanette Nguyen, and I'm here to help you access the clarity within so you can create and live a life you love. Join me and my guests as we discuss a variety of topics that will empower you, inspire you, and touch your heart. So if you're ready to get out of your head and start living life from the inside out, grab your cup, take a sip, and listen in. So hello, dear friends. I'm happy to be back. I'm feeling great this morning as I record this solo episode. I just actually finished a wonderful cup of organic decaf green tea before getting things ready to record. So how are you today? My hope is that wherever you're listening from in the world, and I tell you, this podcast has now been downloaded in 29 different countries and 244 different cities. My hope is that you're doing well. My intention with each episode is to give you the best of me so that you can receive the insight you need to step into a greater sense of purpose, presence, and peace in your life. Today, I wanted to talk about the greatest relationship we have in this lifetime, the relationship we have with ourselves. This sets the tone for every other relationship we have. It's the foundation to deep and meaningful relationships with others, and I feel it's crucial for our well-being. If we're not connected and emotionally available to ourselves, first and foremost, then it becomes very difficult to become connected and emotionally available for others. So the question for today is, how do we nurture and deepen our relationship to ourselves? For me, it's been a journey, one that's included a lot of awareness, introspection, honesty, definitely, emotional healing, and really about challenging the stories I've told myself about myself for years. I never knew the value of self-love until I suffered the cost of not having it. A deep and intimate relationship with yourself begins with understanding where you're at. So take a life inventory and ask yourself, how am I feeling about myself? Spend time getting to know you. And this requires actually taking time for you, which I want to point out is not selfish at all. As I've shared here before, go ahead and step into those three S's, silence, solitude, and space. Silence is about learning to quiet the chatter within. So this allows you to listen deeply to what comes up. Solitude, well, that's just about being alone with yourself and free of distractions. And space, I would have to say, is finding maybe a location where you feel at ease and at peace and also opening up space within you so that you can receive what you need. And it's here, doing that, that you can dig below the surface of your stories. You know, that's one way to uncover what's been buried within. You know, know that what you're unconscious of is affecting you on a daily basis. So develop your understanding of your motivations question your beliefs and explore what it is that has meaning to you, what you value, and know the why behind it. This means being in touch with what's happening within you. That requires you pausing from time to time, and checking in. Know that the more present that you are with yourself in this way, the more present you can be with another. And I say get comfortable with telling yourself, I love you. I'm listening. What do you want me to know? 
Allow your deepest self to answer. Your deepest self has such wisdom to share with you if you're ready to listen. Know that that your ability to access the clarity and grow an awareness about who you are, what you need, and how to take care of yourself is essential to the way you'll move through this one amazing life that you've been given. Cultivating that deeper connection with ourselves really is about self-acceptance. I feel that acceptance starts first with awareness. We have to be willing to be mindful. This involves slowing down enough from our daily lives and our routines and intentionally start observing how we interact with the world around us and with ourselves and connect to how we feel. We're feeling beings. (laughs) How often do we feel joy? Anxiety, depression, get get in contact with that. Happiness, love, fear. And what are we doing when we feel these things within us, right? When these feelings come up, what actions are we taking? Are we really feeling them? Or are we finding other ways to cope with them, push them down, avoid them? So self-acceptance means letting go of the feeling that we have to be someone else that we're not in order to be worthy of the love of others. And it's been my experience that so often we engage in behaviors to avoid the pain of feeling unworthy. What our lack of self-acceptance and self-love has us doing is paying close attention to what the inner critic has to say. And here's the thing. We believe. We believe it. We believe what it has to say. And when we do, we start having these internal conversations with ourselves about what we think needs to change to fit in or what we need to do to become more beautiful or thinner or whatever. These internal conversations lead to the feelings of having to do more, to be more, or to hide what we deem to be our flaws and then compensate for what we believe is wrong with us. And here's what I found, that somehow in the end, we still feel it's never good enough, that we're not good enough. So today I also wanted to share some insight with you from author Tara Brock's book, Radical Acceptance. Now this is a book I attempted to read back in 2014, but soon realized I just wasn't ready for it and picked it up again about three years ago. And this section I'm going to share with you, Tara explains the behaviors that we tend to engage in to feel worthy in life. One of them is that we believe we must constantly improve ourselves and we strive for perfection, right? We go on diets, we get the Botox, we get the fillers, we push ourselves harder and strive for a better position at work. We take numerous self-improvement courses and on and on and on. And we tirelessly compare ourselves to what we perceive to be the ideal. And although self-development and inner work are important to growing as an individual. Hey, I get that. It's not so much when it's driven by a mind that says not good enough. Not there yet. You need to keep going. You need to do more. You're not ready. So take that into consideration. Another way we try to feel worthy is by playing small, by playing it safe, rather than taking risks in life. I think because we don't really trust ourselves. So this is an area I know I'm personally familiar with. For me, taking risks and trying new things meant there was uncertainty, right? And uncertainty meant the potential for failure in my mind, something I was never comfortable with. 
And when there was uncertainty, I couldn't control. And when I couldn't control, I was left vulnerable. And for many years, I didn't understand or allow myself to be vulnerable. I didn't get what that meant. I thought it was a sign of weakness instead of a sign of courage. I want you to remember that when we are avoiding risk, playing small, and keeping ourselves safe by staying in our comfort zone, it's like we're also denying ourselves the beauty of engaging in life and being touched by it. It's like it robs us of feeling alive. And here's something else we do. We find it hard to be still and in the present moment, so instead we remain busy all the time. I've come to the understanding that the deeper reason why we stay so busy is one of three things. It was a learned behavior. This is how it was for me. My mother, who's now 87, was always a woman with something to do. She didn't know how to sit still because she felt guilty and allowed the list of what she had to get done to get the best of her. I mean, seeing her always on the go as a young child made me grow up thinking, well, this is how a wife and mother needs to be. So I imitated that later in life. Another thing about being as busy is that we use it as a way to avoid the present moment. We're not comfortable with being alone with our thoughts. So we keep busy to avoid that or to avoid really doing what we need to move our life forward in a positive way. It's a way of self-sabotaging. And I think the final thing with being busy and why we use it so much is it's a way for us to feel valuable, needed, and important. Another thing we do is we become our own worst critic. That darn inner critic, it gets us every time. Always presents us with, uh, with ideas and gives its opinion on why, you know, you and your decisions are not right. Always ready to point out how you messed up and reminding you of your flaws. Learning to pay attention to the voice within. Pausing, breathing, and challenging it really is a game changer. When you hear it come up, question it. A simple question just as like, is this true? Or is this a story I'm making up based on my past experiences? Based on all I know? So reframe that thought by stepping into self-compassion and speaking to yourself as you would a small child or a good friend. Praise yourself for how you're making progress, for how far you've come, for, the, for doing the hard things despite the fear that's rumbling within you. You know, build yourself up instead of tearing yourself down. So catching that voice is important. We also get into focusing on other people's faults and becoming judgmental. The more inadequate we feel in life, the harder it is to admit our own faults, let's be honest. So we get into the habit of finding what's wrong with others and criticizing them. And let me be clear on saying that, I mean, we all engage in judgment in one way or another. You know, our judgment of others has protected us over time from facing our own wounds. Understand that when you judge you're really just looking for love. It's a way to protect yourself from maybe not feeling loved. The next time you find yourself judging, pause. Come to consciousness about what you're doing or thinking and then give yourself, um, forgive yourself from the thought. Now, don't go judging yourself for having the thought. That sort of defeats it. Just recognize it for what it is. It's fear. You know, remain open to shifting to love instead. Tell me, do any of these examples that I just mentioned from Tara Brock's work um, resonate with you in any way? 
Do you find yourself caught up in any of those behaviors in an effort to feel worthy in life? Just be aware because awareness, as I've always said, is the greatest tool we have at our disposition for changing our lives. Now, where do we begin to deepen our connection with ourselves so that we can love, understand, and accept and be compassionate with who we are? What can we do so that we don't have to like hustle for our work or um, seek validation from the people in our lives or the world around us? You know, when we depend on someone or something else to satisfy these needs, we give away enormous power and control. So one of the things you can start is just by engaging in meaningful activities that make you feel alive. You see, in doing this, you're connected to the high vibration feeling of joy. When you shift how you feel, you shift your vibration and it helps you start connecting to yourself and your life at a deeper level. Ask yourself, What is something that makes me come alive and brings me joy in life? And then when was the last time you did that? I mean, we get so caught up in taking care of everything we have to do that we forget to stop and enjoy life and feel it fully. You know what else we do? We also wait for others to give us permission to go do something or we wait for the conditions to be right before we go enjoy ourselves. It's like we put up... um, You know, these um, ideas of what we think needs to happen before we can fully engage in life. The moment is always now, my friend. Seize it and step into joy. So here's something else I can share with you. I've established something I call self-love habits. What are those? Well, it's like little things I do to show myself loving kindness. One of the things I do is buy flowers for myself put them in a beautiful vase I have here at home and I put them in my office where I work so I can see them all the time. I also buy myself a delicious cream from Leocitan that I use after my shower to massage into my skin. I mean it feels luxurious and is it's just the way I connect to my body through nurturing it. So a love habit I would love for you to try is mirror work. Author and spiritual teacher Louise Hayes Her work centered around teaching others the power to heal and love themselves. And one of her core principles was that our experience of life mirrors our relationship with others. Unless we see ourselves as lovable, the world can be a dark and lonely place. Her powerful tool called mirror work is simple but profound and powerful. And it's about looking at yourself in the mirror each morning staring at your own eyes and saying to yourself, I deeply love and accept you. Try this. Look into your eyes each morning and say positive affirmations to yourself. It's just such a powerful way to deepen your connection to yourself and to get you ready for the day ahead. You know, there's a part of us that heals every time we look at our own reflection in the mirror and affirm love. A part of us starts to release the unworthiness and the feelings of not enough when we are the ones loving and accepting ourselves fully. So what's a love habit you have? Maybe you have one already and that's not what you call it. Or what's one that you can start? How are you prioritizing you in your life? You know, when we make ourselves a priority through self-care practices, we're sending a love message to ourselves that says, you matter to me. You're important. You deserve this. Honoring your needs means you're resting when you need it. 
It means nourishing and moving your body. And this doesn't have to be, you know, seven days at the gym, killing it for a couple of hours. It's about taking just care of you, your mental and emotional well-being through setting boundaries, through meditation, journaling, which I love because it provides the opportunity for introspection. And then practicing gratitude, which for me has been a game changer in my own life. My friends, I hope this episode sparked the insight within and leads you to deepening your connection to yourself. And I want to remind you of what an amazing, unique, and beautiful soul you are. Don't doubt that for a minute. Love yourself. Love yourself deeply. So today I'd like to end with a famous quote by Mary M. Williamson from her book, A Return to Love, a book that had an incredible impact on my own spiritual journey. She writes, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Go out and shine your bright light, dear one. Until next time, I send you love and light. May your cup be full and overflowing.